thoughts, ideas, people, caravan maintenance, trundle beds. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up, Renee. Quiche. Niche. Niche's quiche. Hello, Gabrielle. What's going on? Are you a son of Satan? Um, hello to all my bloody fellow Satanists and welcome to Satan Daily. No, um, how are you? Good? I hope you're good. I just had a really cold swim. It was cold. I, if you don't, if you're just listening for the first time and you're thinking, gee, he loves Satan and swimming. He's a swimming Satanist. That's a bloody niche podcast, isn't it? A podcast for swimming Satanists. There was that really good Satan movie a few years ago. Was it Hail Satan? Very, very good. If you haven't seen it, it's not about, you know, it's about the anarchy of being a Satanist, more as a political stance against um, religious norms. Uh, it's really, really good. I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. And the main guy, because uh, he looks like he's been scarred around the face, neck, chest, breast, and head. And it's it adds to his sinister kind of like, he has a sinister appearance, but he's actually a real sweetheart. And he's politically involved. And anyway, at the end of it, my partner and I were like, we should be Satanists. Just for the political stance, not for the, you know, the blood drinking or bloodletting. Bloodlet. It's sort of a gentle way of saying, like, cutting someone, isn't it? Hey, excuse me, would you would you mind if I bloodlet you? You're going to stab me? Yes, sir. Maybe that was what it's like in the, um, in the olden days. You bloody bloodlet. Uh, like a gentleman. I'll slice you like a gentleman. Shall we bloodlet, sir? At 15 paces. Anyway. Um, yeah, the water was cold this morning. Woo-wah! Wowie, woo-wah! Wee. I did not last long, and I couldn't find my, um, my Speedos, because I, I dive in at 4am, so it's pitch black. And wearing board shorts, diving into really cold water is awful when you get out, because they cling to your legs and it's way more cold. So, budgie smugglers, or Speedos... Um, I don't know if, if you're living, listen, listening in Poland. Um, I don't know what the word is. Uh, or what would make sense to you. It would be a speedo, wouldn't it? Or a brief. Wearing briefs. Anyway, so um, I jumped in in my undies. And, I mean, I could go nudie rudies, but there is a chance that someone else might turn up. And uh, I'd be in trouble. So you can't do that. Uh, but gee, it was cold. <laughs> oh, it was cold in. And the water's been quite warm. So it's turning. Oh, it's turning. But invigorating. Really invigorating and... Uh, I had to stop off at McDonald's and get a coffee on the way back, which kind of sucks. As normally, I, I ran out of coffee at home. I knew I had no coffee to come home to, and I needed to have a coffee. So I'd have a disgusting, burnt McDonald's coffee. Um, when's that going to be on the way out, by the way? You know how Pizza Hut died out, and everyone has really good pizzas now? Do you think McDonald's, and I mean, Hungry Jack's is already on the way out, which is Burger King, if you're listening in the States or in the UK. Ours is called Hungry Jack's, which is just a fantastic name. Fan, I did. That was one of my first deep dives on Nisha's Quiche was Hungry Jacks, uh, but that Hungry Jacks is on the way out definitely. And I mean, will we get to a time where it's like Pizza Hut, where it's just no more? Does Pizza Hut still exist in Australia? Anywhere? Like there must be a Pizza Hut restaurant, like say in Shepparton, somewhere in regional Victoria. The I mean, if there's anybody listening in regional Victoria, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you are the least. It's some of the grimmest stuff. In Australia is regional Victoria. There's a thing uh, that the Melbourne International Comedy Festival uh, do called the um, does sorry 
called the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Roadshow. So they take um, a selection of comedians out on the road. Very fun if you're a part of it. You, it's a real bonding experience. It's like going to school camp. It's wonderful. Um, but regional Victoria, oh, the worst. Like, really. I mean, look, I know there's lovely places there and you've got wineries and stuff, but there's just a grimness that trickles out from Melbourne upwards and gets in probably to the bottom of New South Wales and into South Australia as well. And I, my theory is, I might be really wrong in saying this, I think it's because um, Indigenous Australia was murdered more there. There was more um, more loss of life, life and more, I guess, uh, what do you call it, up, up, what do you call it when you upend someone or move them away from their lands, like bloody upheaval for Indigenous people and they were moved away from their, um, their territories and lands, so they were moved inwards. And it's just like there's something seeped into the soil that's grim. Anyway, you're probably hating me for saying this if you live in um, Anglesey or something like that. Anglesey! That's a weird name for a place, isn't it? Someone would have just looked out at the ocean and said, oh, it's pointy. Bloody rough weather, isn't it? Oh, it's angly. Oh, Anglesey. Although you angle, don't you? You're an angler. I don't know what I'm doing today. This is going to be a vague one, I can tell you that. Uh, anyway, it's really lovely to be with you. I hope you're good. I hope I hope um, the infrequency of the podcast is okay with you guys. I mean, I'm trying to do it weekly, but sometimes the inspiration doesn't hit. And I've been on some really severe... God damn, I've... Not, not massive health stuff, but um, yeah, I've been through the wars with... Uh, flu- I mean, it's going around. Everyone's getting the flu. But I got a chest infection. Jeez, it, got, it kind of didn't go away from Melbourne. Then it came back, and I've been on an uh, uh, an antibiotic that just whacked me. And I couldn't work out what was going on. I was thinking, God, I'm getting sad again, aren't I? And I looked, uh, I finally looked it up, this particular antibiotic I was on. And yeah, one of the, uh, definitely one of the symptoms is drowsiness, but I'm um, going into depression. And I was like, oh my goodness. So yeah, I've just been waking up just like really heavy in the chest and heart <laughs> and mind. Uh, so I've been, and I've had to wait to get up really early to record the podcast because we've got major construction literally outside the window of this, of our, my little homemade studio. Um, and they're there for the, like the next three weeks. So that's, it's already a week and a half in. It's, it's deafening, but they're nice guys. They're actually really nice guys, which is kind of a, a, a nice payoff. If they were real pricks out there, um, working for council, bloody digging up your footpath, you'd be all shitty at them. But um, no, they're actually, they're really nice. So I've actually taken to going to, we- I've joined WeWork, 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 which is a, like a, a shared space where you go in with a whole lot of um, other numpties and you work out of the one building. It's got all the facilities and stuff. Not not expensive at all, actually. It was like, a, I mean, this might sound expensive, but it's not. $185 for the month. And there's a little sound booth in there. I could do the podcast in there, but I don't think I'd be as free because people could walk past and look at you and go, what's he doing in there? And, you know, you get the microphone set up, you look like a Wally. Oh, that's, a, that's you don't hear that enough, do you? you Wally. Get out of here, you Wally. Um, but it's pretty funny at WeWork. So there's, I've only been in there one day and I've already got opinions on it, but you can just see <laughs> this little, a lot of like, not, what's the ones below millennial? Zeds? I don't know what they are. All walking around looking cool. You know, with their startups, just thinking, oh, bloody, I wish I was as uh, invested and as enthusiastic as you when I was 25. But, um, and then you've got like, you know, the old blokes like me, it's just like, oh, you bloody, you've done your dash, mate. <laughs> this there. And the guy came in, uh, he would have been in his 60s and he had, like, you could tell he must have been intimidated by the youth that were there and he, 
um, had on a leather jacket. <laughs> it's funny. It's very funny. So I'm sure I'm going to get some great stories out of that. Speaking of old blokes trying to be cool, I watched the Anthony Bourdain docu- uh, documentary. I know it's a, it's a few years old now. Um, it's called Roadrunner. And look, it's about... Do I have to do trigger warnings here? So, I mean, you, everyone knows what happened with Anthony Bourdain. And I think that... Um, what's his name? Dave Chappelle said the funniest thing. He opened up his one of his stand-up specials going, look, if Anthony Bourdain's going to kill himself, and then just left a big pause there... Uh, because, you know, the guy had the, the greatest job in the world, like just flying all over the world and eating food. I mean, come on, if that guy is going to take his own life, what's the point? Uh, but this documentary puts everything into, yeah, into perspective as to why he did it, which is ridiculous anyway. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I found it, this is really a very strange thing to say about someone's death by their own hand, but I found it quite uplifting in the end (laughs) this is a very strange place to be explaining this as someone who's been through this type of stuff as well but i just looked at the just the absolute frivolous nature of why he did it and we can't really know exactly why he did it but we can kind of see what point he got to to actually go through with this which is just ridiculous and i then when i turned off the documentary i was just like oh yeah that was really and it just it hit me in a very very different way so look I don't know. I don't know whether I'd recommend it to people who uh, do feel triggered or not, or do or don't, or, you know, have been to those places. But I don't know. I, there was, I found light at the end of that documentary. And I'm sure that's what they wanted you to feel, uh, the documentary makers. You wouldn't be, like, you know, glorifying it, going, hey, this is good. Uh, anyway, I better... Um, I don't know whether anybody's upset there listening to that, so I might play a funny... Um, I might play a funny little bloody thing. I'll play a funny little bloody thing. Some of the fucking... I, I don't know, some one of the social media car- uh, carriers bloody ripped into me because my voice is saying my voice is all shit and proving yet again that Australians aren't funny. Fuck you, you fucking... Really, it really pissed me off. Like, I don't normally get on and read stuff, but it just, I just saw it and I was like, you shit, you bloody shit. Bloody put me in a room with you and I'll fucking out funny. Um, okay, uh, I'm not going to do any voice messages this week because I haven't set them up in time. I'm going to collect them. So please send in your voice messages, questions, trivia, whatever. Um, I haven't set them up in time for this podcast, but I'll do another one next week um, and involve them. But I want more in there at samnishesquiche at gmail.com. I'm going to um, play something funny for you now just because maybe someone got sad because of Anthony Bourdain, you bloody idiot. Kitchen Secrets. To make your scones light and fluffy... Why not use some spit? Kitchen secrets. Um, oh, so I had a lovely weekend. It was my, my partner's birthday. And we all gathered at a place called the Bob Hawke Leisure Centre. Bob Hawke was the uh, probably our most endearing prime minister that uh, the country's ever had. Um, Elbow's doing pretty good, but, you know, we're probably heading into a recession. So this is uh, Anthony Albanese, our current Prime Minister, who's got charm as well. Not the charm of Bob Hawke, but he's, a, he's, in, a similar, he's in a similar place. Uh, but Bob, Bob Hawke was uh, famously a larrikin. And anyway, they, they, bloody, it doesn't matter. They, someone bloody brewed a beer and called it the Bob Hawke beer or whatever it is, and started the Hawke's Brewery. And Bob Hawke said, yes, I like that because I like beer. And now they've created the Leisure Centre, which has got you know, themes of Alan Bond through it and Christopher Skates. It's in uh, Marrickville in Sydney, where I live. It's really fun. And there's a Chinese restaurant in there that's very Australian called the Lucky Prawn. And it's, you know, got all the, you know, the, your beef and black bean, all that type of stuff, rah, rah. 
so that was where we had my partner's birthday, and it was a really, really lovely night. But it, I, I did look around at one point and just goes, geez, there's a whole lot of people in their 40s here just acting like they're in their 20s, which is fine, but it did. there was, <laughs> it was just a moment where I was like, oh, no, I've gone too far. Uh, but there was a very funny story that came out of it, not involved in my party, but another party that was there because some lovely people kept coming up to me and going, hey, how are you? And I was like, good. And they told me about shows they've come to and I felt really nice because they were in their 40s too. And, you know, people weren't looking through me because they were in their 20s. And there was a... The the, the disabled toilet was always in use. And you know what I'm saying here. So this is not from my party. By the way, this is not from my party. It's from another party. And security went over there to stop the party. It was cocaine. So obviously people are in there doing coke in their 40s, and security were bashing on the door. I should, I don't know whether, I want, will I get in trouble for this, for saying Bob Hawke legislation? Because you're not allowed to do that. Cause so Yeah, exactly. So security were intervening. And then someone told me what was actually going on. They were doing cocaine, but someone convinced uh, the bar staff and the security that the two guys had been in love with each other since their teens... <laughs> And this is the, the first time they've consummated their love was in the disabled toilet at the Bob Hawke Leisure Centre in that moment. But they weren't. They weren't doing that. And then, but when apparently when security opened the door, one of them had their pants around their ankles to, like, to back up the story. So they've obviously in there gone, oh, we'll pretend we're having sex. And then, I don't know. But yeah, but apparently um, the staff are like, oh, I'm so sorry. Just leave them alone. And everyone, wow, what a defence is that? Um, mind you, I can't do this stuff at all. I remember doing it back in the day. This is why I'm on, I have ADHD and I'm on ADHD medication is because one of the questions was, have you ever done, um, methamphetamines, which I never have. Have you done cocaine? I said, yes, I have. And they said, how did it make you feel? I'm like, oh, I don't know, a little bit, um, I guess, uh, not self-conscious, but you call it paranoid and a bit internal and a bit just wanting to, you know, leave the party. And they're like, oh, a bit, bit drowsy? I'm like, yeah, that's what it would do to me. So um, that's what happens with ADHD medication as well. It, it kind of, it slows me down instead of speeding me up. Whatever. Um, you know, it made me laugh. It made me laugh that they got away with that. And it made me think about all those days back in my youth doing awful things. God, I even did speed. God, does anybody do speed anymore? Hey, man, you got any speed? It makes me laugh anyway, so... Um, be careful if you are doing that. If you're doing speed right now and listening to the podcast, which I'm sure you're not, but um, hey man, you got any speed? Speed, yuck. I think that's just methamphetamines, isn't it? That's speed. It's just another word for it. I don't know. Anyway, um, so that was a really lovely thing to do on the weekend. Really, really lovely. And caught up with friends and stuff. I left early because, you know, I just, I, I get to a point now if I've, and it, it kind of, it broke my a little sobriety chain for a bit because my partner was like, come on, you can have a drink. It's my birthday. I'm like, all right, um, which was disappointing. So I kind of, I'm back on the, back on the wagon or off. I never know whether I'm on or off, um, but not drinking at the moment. And I'm going to try and push through for quite a while because it makes me feel a lot better. And um, yeah, such things. But hey, hey, what's wrong with me today? Uh, God damn it. But then I, um, so I made a, I guess the kind of the 80s theme Chinese food inspired me. And I, on the Sunday, I was like, I'm going to make a stroganoff. I don't know what possessed me. But you can make a fancy stroganoff, a really good one, but it's still reminiscent of the 1980s. So I made a stroganoff. And then, it's just so disgusting. Um, as my partner was serving herself, she sneezed violently into the stroganoff. And there's nothing, 
more off-putting than the thought of someone else's, even if it is your partner, someone else's phlegm in a stroganoff. Beef stroganoff. Remember that? There was a uh, beef stroganoff. Um, anyway, she sneezed into the stroganoff and uh, had to throw the whole thing out. I couldn't deal with it. I could not deal with it. She could eat it, but not me. I could not. Is there something wrong with me for being that? I mean, I've sucked snot out of my daughter's nose when she was a baby and she was blocked up. Yeah, it's one of the worst things I've ever done. It was like an oit- if you're gonna have kids, it might. It's a thing you can do if they're blocked. <laughs> it still makes me sick thinking about it. I'm so sorry. Yuck. Anyway, I I couldn't eat any more stroganoff, and she didn't either. Yuck. That's disgusting. Um. Okay. Uh. Oh, by the way, celebrity bloody alert. Celebrity alert. Celebrity alert. Guess who I bloody met? Guess who I met? The guy who started Clem's Chicken Shop. In Newtown. If you don't know Clem's, you don't know chicken. Um, it's just, look, it's actually, you know, it's a bulk standard chicken. It's a rotisserie chicken. Um, but he goes to my kid's school. What? I couldn't believe it. I did. I felt like I was meeting a lord. I was like, oh, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I, I, own, I own Clem's. And, you know, he's a bit rough around the edges, but he was driving a really good car. Chicken money. That bloody chicken money, i got to say. People bloody love chicken, don't they? It's too much. Too much out there. Poor bloody chickens. I've talked about this many times before, about being a much maligned bird. There's got to be other chicken birds to eat. I don't know I eat ducks, but anyway, I'm not going to go into some gear. I might try and find that for you, my chicken bit. Chicken bit, reticulous. Chickens are non. Uh, bird luck. Uh, beak time. Beak people. Feather slap. Uh, uh, hey, and I've also decided... Um, I do have a list of things that I write down during the week that I'd like to talk about. Um, and this is an idea I had. I'm going to film a, a film a special. I'm not going to make it out of my last show. Well, the show that I'm currently touring, heading to Perth. Heading to Perth in a couple of weeks. And there's still some ticky wickies there. So get involved, Perth. I know money is tight. Money is tight, but my jeans are free. What does that mean? My jeans are tight, but money is free. Is that a thing? Um, so yeah, Perth, if you're there, get involved. It's the 17th of June, which is just a couple of weeks away. And I'd love to see you there because the show is magnificent. Um, but I'd like to do another show, a special, but I'm going to perform it only for bald people. So you fill up the audience just with bald people. Could be ladies with alopecia. Um, I don't want skinheads there, so I don't want neo-Nazis, but, um, legitimately bald men, um, come along. And yeah, just do a one-off special for bald people uh, with a discount as well. Discounted rate for bald people as bald people should get a discount for most things as well. Um, I do know that if you're a bald person, you can travel on the bus for free if you hand the bus driver a boiled egg. Um, that's a, that's just, that's an old thing from the ye olden days with horses and carriages. You'd get on the horse and carriage and hand the um, the horse, the horse, the, the chauffeur a boiled egg. He'd be like, all right, pop on the back. And you jump anyway. That's not true, but I would like to do a special for bald people. I think people are, people are, they'd be into it. They'd be into it. I mean, who wouldn't want to see a whole an audience full of bald people all cheering on a bald person? No, it would look like a rally though, wouldn't it? it would it, yeah? Okay, maybe this is not. I've not really thought about this idea. It's just something I wrote down vaguely, and maybe in retrospect, not a fantastic um, idea. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking for like a statue of like a naked. Jamaican, or a little monkey writing a letter, anything like that, or a little naked Jamaican, a nude Rastafarian. 
little statue. Someone told me there's a little statue of little nude Rastafarians. Oh, you check always at the contact. She knows? What about a monkey writing a letter? Monkey writing? No, we don't have Or just maybe writing manuscript. We have some sexy on the... In the middle on the right? Yeah. Looking for little... That guy sent me a little statue of like a little nude Jamaican guy. A little naked Jamaican guy, or a little monkey in a hat writing a letter. Monkey of hat. Monkey in a hat writing a letter. You missed a toy, like. Well, no, like a statue, like you can keep. A monkey, little monkey in a hat, like a fez hat, just writing a letter really quickly. No. Looks like he's frantically writing. No, we don't. Nude Rastafarian, like a little monkey writing a letter for someone. You've been Mother's Day shopping with Sam Simmons. Sam Simmons. Pay attention, whoever you are. Ah, anything you can poo, I can poo browner. I can poo anything browner than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. My daughter and I are singing that to each other, and it's disgusting. Um, and my partner hates it, but it's very funny. And now she's into bloody show tunes, which I'm not even into. I think that's from... Um, God, I'm not, I'm not showing my age here. It's just that I know that it's from this. Annie, get your gun, which I think is from the 1940s. <laughs> But when I was a kid, I spent uh, most Sundays watching Bill Collins' Golden Years of Hollywood, so I do remember a lot of these films very, very well. And uh, anyway, so it's pretty funny watching uh, Luna get into get into listening to really... Anyway, Annie Get Your Gun. They're great. They're, they are great songs, but pretty annoying. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey. So, oh, it's been, um, what do you call it, week? Sorry week. And uh, what do you call it? Bloody reconciliation week. That's it. Reconciliation week. Bloody, you got to vote yes. Even though I can understand that a lot of Indigenous people are pretty upset because it's not treaty. But it's on the way to treaty. That's what it is. So, it's on the way. It's the right thing to do. Don't get confused. Don't be swayed by the argument. Don't listen to bloody, uh, if you're outside of the country, there's... What they're trying to do is recognise the Indigenous community within the Constitution, which of course it fucking should be. It shouldn't even be to vote. You shouldn't have to put this thing to vote. It should just be passed. It makes complete sense. Sheesh. The traditional bloody... They, I mean, they were here first. I mean, it's not like... I mean, it's a very funny... That's a funny argument, isn't it? It's like, I... I no, I looked at her first. No, I saw him first. No, I bloody... I touched it first. You know what I mean? Like when you're going for a hot dog or something and both hands... T- oh, I don't know. That sounded all that's, all of that sounded so sexual just then. But I'm just, I was just reminded of um, Gareth from The Office um, when the new girl comes and then <laughs> and Tim, Tim's in, uh, interested in her as well. And then Gareth says, well, you can't because I saw her first. Like it was an argument. Anyway, um, they were here first. So I guess that they were first. They were first. But the funny... God, there was a funny thing that happened though. Uh my kid's teacher was filming the kids drawing sorry hands. Basically, these little hands, indigenous colours and stuff that they were putting into a little garden, um, recognising, you know, what's happened in the past, which they're teaching kids now, which is extraordinary. That was all hidden when I was a kid, especially in Western Australia. Tickets on sale now, people. Um, yeah, so they're, they're teaching the kids and, you know, my little girl's six and she's learning about this stuff and not, not like just they're learning about the stolen generations and stuff like that, which is real. I don't think they're learning about, you know, murders and stuff like that, but they are learning about the stolen generation, which is a full-on thing, which is, you know, where I come from. That's my my past. My great-great-grandmother was part of the stolen generation and, you know, brought up at the in a mission. What was the, what was the name of the mission? The Ebenezer Mission in the Wimmera. And by, you know, well-meaning 
Um, Marmonites? Mammonites. Masonites. No, Mammonites. I don't know what they're called. Called the Germans. German bloody priests. They were like, all right, bloody rip you away, you bloody half-brown bastard. Get over here. I'll stick you in a camp with a whole lot of other half-brown bastards. You don't have any family. That's why I'm saying bastard, by the way. Don't get angry at me just thinking I'm saying that, you know... It's my past. Whatever. I don't know. I, I don't care. I will dig myself a hole. I'm happy to dig. I'm digging down. Uh, but ju- anyway, so my kids' teacher was filming the kids drawing these little sorry hands to put them on paddle pop sticks to stick in the garden because that's what we need to do. And as she was filming around, <laughs> one of the kids, oh, it was so cute. He said he wanted to say sorry to the Neanderthals. This is a five-year-old. So like, how does he know about Neanderthals? So he's like, he's, he goes, oh, I want to say sorry to the, the Neanderthals. And the teacher misheard and said the animals. And he's like, no, the Neanderthals. And the teacher had no idea what a Neanderthal was, which is a worry. But because um, he's been learning about Cro-Magnons and Neanderthals. And he was sad that the, um, <laughs> the Neanderthal, did they die out or were they? Well, they did die out, didn't they? They were murdered basically by the hominid, by the human. Maybe I should research that. Hominid's a great word. Sounds like a dip. Mm, yum, hominid. Not really, actually. It sounds like a, a, a topical solution. Like, I've got an itch. Oh, I'll put some hominid on there. Uh, so, the, anyway, he wanted to say sorry to the uh, Neanderthals or Neanderthals, no matter which way you say it. Um, I say Neanderthal. You say Neanderthal. Uh, <laughs> let's call the whole thing a monkey. So... <laughs> What is going on today? I don't know whether this is a good one or a bad one. I think it's an all right one. But my brain might be a little bit too hard to follow this morning. I don't know what's going on. I think it's, look, I think it's the residual uh, antibiotics getting out of my system. God, it was awful. What a rough week. My head went dark. Good your dark places. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, he said sorry to the, the Neanderthals because uh, the hominids killed them off. I was like, yeah, fair enough. You can say sorry to them as well. That's not really what Sorry Day is all about, but good on you for thinking. Um, well, you should, should say sorry to the animals as well. I agree. Uh, now, what does this mean? Sust- I've just got written down here, Sustainable Boomer. Oh, yes. Did I? Hang on a minute. Have I talked about this already? I don't know whether I've talked about this. Am I repeating last week's podcast? This would be really wrong if I am. I mean, my brain can't be that fucked up. I have heard other people in podcasts do this as well, just repeat things from... Nah, there's no way. Anyway, um, sustainable boomers. So I went to this really... It was a bit of an odd festival. I don't know what it was. Um, it was a sustainable festival. And, yeah, I realised that the... Like, you know, like you got people protesting about, you know, global warming and it's normally young people. But the most annoying people at those protests are the older ones, like the boomers protesting about the environment because they were involved in the... You know, we're all involved in the decay of the environment. But there's nothing more... I discovered there's nothing more annoying than a sustainable boomer. You know, with a little... A real Katoomba look with a little knitted beanie and your keep cup. Yeah, bloody your keep cup, cunt. Um... You know, just wandering around the Sustainable Living Festival. We ended up there just by accident because we saw a jumping castle, um, which isn't very sustainable at all. That's made of bloody, you know, polyurethane, isn't it? Oh, that's a condom. Um, <laughs> where am I today? I don't know whether to eradicate this podcast and start again. I think I said quite a few problematic things, but I do realize I did I did realize at that festival that the yeah a sustainable boomer is way more annoying, way more snitchy, and more likely to carry you. 
Um, and I know that, you know, Karening, people get upset about Karening these days because, you know, it's not fair to people called Karen. I know a Karen, she's a sweetheart, but it's, it's very funny. Uh, but yeah, there's just something about that kind of like snitchy bloody, oh yeah, so my, 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 my trousers are, you know, sustainable hemp or whatever. It's like, shut up, you bar, shut up. You just, you don't get to do this, you 75 year old. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing today. I don't know whether this is bad or this is good. I have a feeling it's good, but I'm not feeling good about it. Um, okay, so... Oh, that's right. That's my other thing that's a little bit of, bit of a link. There's a little, slight link to this. Hang on, I'll play something and then I'll think about me life. Hang on a tick. Dad's gone, bloody... Dad's head's not good. It's where somebody was out there throwing golf balls on the roof. I mean, belting golf balls on the roof. And then it just cut loose, and I have never, ever seen anything like it. We could not hear. We had to have your fingers in your ears. <laughs> it was as dark as. You couldn't see 50 metres, and probably within 10 minutes, we had six inches of ice, water, leaves, oranges floating past the ship. Yeah, so I think it's... I've been getting annoyed. Uh, people are annoying me at the moment. But there's joy as well. Uh, intense soccer dad uh, a weekend ago was hard work, who... Um, Really laid down the rules and made a kid cry. I was like, "Oh God, what are you doing, man? You're not, you, re- you are not. That's not, you know, you're not raising Ronaldo, or Pele, or Miranda Kerr. This is not what's happening here. They're six-year-olds kicking a footy. Just calm the fuck down." The thing that annoyed me most over the last week was just this. I don't know, there was this really handsome young dad, and he was sitting at the front. It was open-air dining, so he's sitting on the street. He was having a glass of wine, and he had a plate of prawns in front of him, like fancy Spanish-style prawns. So, langostinos. So, he's sitting down with his langostinos, and he had a baby in a, uh, you know, the carrier on the front, the baby carrier, the ergonomic baby thing, the baby sling. He had a baby in his, um, on his chest, and he's eating prawns and drinking wine in a beanie. The owner of the kid, that's his first kid. You can tell this is his first kid, and he just had the look of, like, I'm killing it. I'm, and I was, I was just thinking to myself... No, you're not. You just wait, mate. Wait till that can fucking crawl, and you won't be having lungastinus on the footpath with a glass of red wine and a beanie, you fuck. Maybe I'm just getting angrier and angrier. I got really angry listening to Jimmy Barnes singing Shipping Steel as well. Because Tina Turner got me sad. Did you get sad? Tina Turner made me legitimately sad. I think she was a big part of... I think because my mother was a jazz singer, and Tina was a... Someone you'd look at. I mean, even look at 80s music wasn't fantastic, but the voice, like River Deep Mountain High, all the um, early soul stuff was great. The 80s, you know, reincarnated Tina. What you get is what you see. It's not great music. It's like John Farnham. I, look, oh, my, my friend directed the John Farnham documentary, but I just can't, I just, I, the, the music. I know that you're the voice is not a good song. It's just not a good song. I, I get that it's anthemic. And people really get into it, but it's really not that good. Um, he did one though with a little river band that was actually quite good. Hit me with your best? No, not hit me with your best shot. Something. I have to pause and find this one because it's pretty. I mean, it's bad, but it's great eighties bad. Um, hang on, let me just find this song because it's. I can't play it, but you'll know it when I. Something about a power of your fist or something. I don't know. Hang on. Forgive me. It was um, playing to win, and I think it was just. Farnham by himself. This time I'm playing to win. Terrible, but um, of its time, kind of like Tina Turner. T- 80s Tina Turner, terrible, but in the 80s, you- maybe it's like stuff we listen to now. We're like, oh, this is great. And then you listen back, you're like, oh. Only certain music can be classic music, but you're the voice, no. 
Uh, but the documentary is fascinating, like really fascinating if you get the chance to see it. But um, no, as, as for a musical legacy, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't sit, doesn't sit well with me. It's not, it's bad, good. Oh, no, hang on. It's good, bad. So kind of initially good, but then you're just like, oh, this is a bit bad. Um, but I feel like that about most things. Um, anyway, so it was Shipping Steel. I, I don't know why I heard Shipping Steel. I think it was on one of my drives to the um, to the pool early in the morning on ABC Local. And Shipping Steel, Shipping Steel. That was, I mean, a real heavy marketing ploy by Jimmy Barnes to really resonate with his fan base. If you don't know who Jimmy Barnes is, he's like a, he's, what would he be? The Australian version of, God, I don't even know. How, how would you put it? I don't know. Jeez, there's no way of describing. I guess he's singular in that way. Um, he's kind of like a, I guess he's a, so, a Scottish soul singer who Australia has adopted. We, who, and he's got a two sets of vocal cords. I do know that. I heard him um, speaking in conversation. And he's got one set of falsetto pipes and then another one. Which I think the Uyghur do as well when they do that. You know that music that they sing with uh, their back throat, but also whistle nasally through it. I'll play some right now just to give you an I'm sure I get done for copyright on this. This is Uyghur music right now. Uyghur. because it's known as uh, Tibetan throat singing, which doesn't sound as good. Um, I mean, the music's good, but anyway. Um, also, under this deep dive that's coming up, so I'm doing this, this is like hours later after I recorded the podcast this morning that I'm talking to you here. This podcast is f- fucked in the head, this one. This one's, I'm not quite right. I'm good. You don't have to reach out. I'm all fine. Um, anyway, I'm going to put some fun music under the deep dive as well because I think it was a bit too oh, weird and intense. Oh, shut up. So that's the computer talking to me. I can't turn that voice off and it's really annoying me. Anyway, um, yeah, it's called Tibetan throat singing, which it should be chanting in some way, but it's uh, whatever. All right, I'll speak to you later. Bye. Take it away, Sam Simmons from the past. Uh, okay, well, oh, I also had a massive fight with my pharmacist. Oh, this is, a, this is I mean, I don't know if this is good or not. So because I'm on, I'm on Ritalin, I'm on a, I take a little bit of Ritalin every now and then when I need to focus. Like, not now. I've had a coffee. Um, but I'm not, you know, when I go to write later on today and do job applications and stuff, I shall be, you know, um, taking the Ritalin so I can focus and I won't get distracted by things and just have a laser-like vision in what I'm actually trying to do, which is, you know, steadies my ADHD. But... I've noticed that the pharmacy that I... Because you have to get your psychiatrist to, like, you know, send it to the pharmacy, and it's all, you know, very full-on because I know that people sell Ritalin and Dexies and all that type of stuff on the street, and it's like a, a party thing, a recreational drug, which it's just, I mean, it's not for me. It just doesn't do that to me. It makes me drowsy, if anything, but focused. And I've just noticed my pharmacist is... I don't really know my pharmacist, but I picked a nice pharmacy to send it to 
because, you know, I've had nice interactions with them in the past, but they've been treating me like a junkie, like a real dirty junkie. And I got really upset the other day and just like, God damn it, like ask me about how often I'm taking it and stuff. It's like, this is so embarrassing, especially if you're doing it when you're waiting in line and there's people behind you and you just feel like, oh my God, I'm being given the third degree by, you know, a 30-year-old. I mean, you know, it's only because I'm I'm 45 that I, you know, look at this and just go, oh, this young person's getting this. Maybe it's ageist. Maybe I am being like that. But no, it just, it's not right. I don't know if there's any other people out there who've um, dealt with this. But I felt like Julianne Moore in Magnolia. I don't know if you've, you've seen that scene. It's a P.T. Anderson film. And her husband is dying and he's on all these full-on painkillers and medication. She goes to the pharmacy to pick it up. And they keep looking at her like she's a junkie because she's a wreck. She's really sad and her husband's dying. And she's going through all this hell and she's picking up this medication and they're looking at her like she's a junkie and she's like, don't you dare accuse me. And I was just like, oh my God, I could have a Julianne Moore moment in this, uh, in this chemist right now. At Bloom's the pharmacy. At Bloom's the chemist, I could actually go off right now. You like Julianne Moore. Fuck, this podcast is niche, isn't it? This is niche. I don't know whether I'm learning to do it better or it's getting worse. I don't. What is going on this morning? Um, please, please send me a voicemail. Send me a voice message. It's easy to do. Just record it on your phone. Send it. Um, don't make it too personal because then I can't put it in the podcast. Keep it quick and succinct. Ask me a question. Whatever you want to know. And email me at samnichesquiche at gmail.com. Um, I did a big tea towel uh, delivery. So I delivered some um, door-to-door within um, the inner west of Sydney, which was really fun. And met some lovely people. It was really cute. It was really it felt, a bit, it felt a bit weird at the same time. They did look at me like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, no one was really like, yay. Everyone was like, oh, hi. <laughs> wow, you're delivering this door-to-door. Things are going well, mate. Um, but it was just a fun thing to do with Luna. So we walked around and knocked on some doors and it was, uh, cute, cute. Uh, and I sent all the rest out and I said, hopefully if you are a Patreon subscriber, Patreon, you've received your T-mail, uh, your T-mail, T-mail. That makes sense. Email, T-mail, T-tail mail, T-mail. Uh, if you've, re- if you haven't received it and you are a Patreon subscriber, uh, and I will check, so you can't just email me in. And say I'm a Patreon subscriber because I can look at the list and see if you are or not. Um, if you're a Patreon subscriber and you haven't received your T-Tail or you're a new one, uh, send me a message. Send me an email. I do read them. Here's an email here. Look, here we go. Hello, Sam. I recently discovered Nisha's, Nisha's quiche and um, thoroughly enjoying it. Looked you up recently as I feel I'd lost my silly. Oh, that's nice. Oh, don't lose your silly, buddy. It's been a while since I've drunkenly dragged my wife's friends to the computer under the decree of let me change your life by showing them fail. Oh, that's a really old, old, God, old special. Really? It was a special. Uh, probably ooh, 15 years old. Listening to you again made me feel like you are my Jiminy Cricket. That I don't know what that means, but I like that. I think Jiminy Cricket is like the little thing that's on your shoulder that keeps you going. Is that right? In Pinocchio. Um, uh, I don't have any social media or interaction outside my little circle, which makes me nervous writing now. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm not going to say your name then, because if you're feeling nervous... I understand, but that's a really good thing to be is, look, social media is fantastic in a way and fucking horrific in a way. I can't work out which way to go on this because I read something interesting the other day about people who are really disconnected and if they even if they have a little interaction on social media, it can make them feel a lot better. But on the whole, I think it's really bad. Um, so I don't know how to 
explain this to you. But yeah, I mean, if you've got a circle and you've got good people around you, that's that's the best stuff. Um, no, this is not the beginning of a stalking situation, he said. Uh, no, anyways, uh, feel free to respond or deep dive into the cum cumdent. The cumdent that attempted to a socialist utopia in Paraguay back in the 1890s. I used to live there and there are still descendants of the... Ast oh, I know about this! Right, so, yeah, the Australian colonists there today. So there were Australians that went to Paraguay. Oh, I will deep dive this at some point. That, thank you. This proves to you what I do. I don't read these emails through all the um, before I speak about them on air. On air. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so basically, I think... Oh, no, I'll do this properly. I'll, we'll wait for this one. But I have heard about this. I think it had to do with the gold rush. I'm not too sure. Um, uh, what's that? What has he got here? Australian colonists there today. That's a lot of theirs like and fuckins in the science show call-in. What? Uh, Nanduti is a Paraguayan lace. What's going on here? Hang on. I'm not as I'm not as practical as bread for wiping. Oh, right. He's talking about my ass wiping bread. Yes, I know what's going on here. That was very confusing, but I get it. I'm still waiting on creating, uh, but at least there's always a bucket of heroin to drown my non-gender specific suavos. Goodness me, that went weird. Um, yes, but I will deep dive the, um, the the Australians that went to Paraguay in the 1890s. I will do that. Not today, but I will do that because that's a really, really good one. Um, good Lord, there was a lot of weird stuff going on at the end there, but this is you being silly. I understand it. It's just it's grammatically, it's hard for me because I copy and pasted the email and some stuff's gone to whack. Non-gender specific huevos is good. I think that does... Huevos means what? Egg? Anyway. It does, yeah. Huevos rancheros. Or huevos. Oh, I'm... Uh, anyway. Um, God, this has been a fucking mess today, hasn't it? An absolute mess. Apologies for the swear. I did a swear. Um, I made Luna watch Harry and the Hendersons the other day and she loved it. Really loved it. Some of these, and it was it was a tiny bit problematic. It was very there was guns and stuff. Oh, she got put in time out as well uh, for writing a story with her friend at school about guns, and they were like not in trouble, but they were sent there to think about why that's a problem. And it was a really good thing. To, I'm glad they're doing that because um, we don't need that. We don't need it unless you need it, but you don't need it. But maybe you do. I'm not asking for bloody guns to be in Australia, guys. Just saying. Someone's going to come in and try to stab bloody... Stab someone I love in the head. I'm going to bloody... Stop. I don't know. What I, What is wrong with me today? What's going on in me mind? In me mind? God, I mean, I don't think I'm on the verge of a mental breakdown. I really don't. I really, really don't. It's just uh, today I'm in a weird mood. Could be good, could be bad. I'll be back with you next week, more normal, I guess. I will do a deep dive, though. This is on. I don't know. I can't remember who sent me this. Uh, they said this would be a great one. But then I realised when I saw the promo for the next film for The Joker. Well, I really liked that first Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix. It was very dark, but I really enjoyed it. And there's this part two that's coming out with fucking Lady Gaga, who I couldn't give a fuck about. Uh, I find her music boring. Yeah, she was fine in A Star Is Born. Fine. But there's just something, I don't know, something about her I just don't, ah, I don't know. I, mean, I know that I'm that for a lot of people as well. Just something about him I just don't like. Uh, so the, the, the second Joker film is called Folie, Folie à deux, which means a folly of two, French, or madness shared by two. 
additionally known as a shared psychosis or shared delusional disorder. Maybe that's what we're all going through here with this podcast. Nisha's quiche, we're having a shared psychosis. Um, It's a psychiatric syndrome in which uh, symptoms of a delusional belief and sometimes hallucinations are transmitted from one individual to another. Isn't this amazing? So you can have the same... Well, I guess this is what happens in cults and religion and I guess some office office work spaces where you get into the, the work. We work. We work is a little bit... What's that? Oh, gee, sorry. The bloody the end music started. Bloody stop that. You stop that. Hang on. I'm just going to get rid of it. There we go. Piss off. Um, yeah, the, the, the office space work culture thing. So like uh, at WeWork, it felt a bit like, oh, okay, there will be some people, you know, I guess uh, tipping, uh, drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, that reference is to... Um, what's that? The the Jonestown massacre, massacre? You can look that that one up yourself. I'm not going to um, do deep dives on massacres, uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, laced the Kool Aid and everyone drank it and died. Uh, anyway, look that that would be that's folie à deux, but folie à many. What's uh what's a multiple of in French? Anyway, uh, here we go. The disorder first conceptualized in the 19th century French psychiatry by Charles Lesec and Jules Ferré is also known as Lasse Ferré syndrome. Uh, you have syndrome. Hello. I once worked with a, uh, a French girl. She was so cute. Her name was Sophie. Hello, I'm Sophie. And uh, she came in. She was tired one day. I said, what's wrong with you? And she's like, oh, I am tired. My ass, it will not open today. I'm like, what? My ass, it will not open today. Your ass will not open today? My eyes. My eyes. Um, Okay, so shared psychotic disorder and... So recent psychiatric classifications refer to the syndrome as shared psychotic disorder and induced delusional disorder. The disorder is not in the current fifth edition of diagnostic... or whatever. The syndrome is most commonly diagnosed when two or more individuals of concern live in proximity, may be socially or physically isolated, and have little interaction with each other. See, that makes complete sense. That almost sounds like my upbringing with my mother socially isolated, even though we had school and just that shared madness. Uh, I, I've got, I mean, this will be stuff that I'll get into another time in my life and write all about it, but I reckon there was definitely a thing in my childhood that was quite odd when it came to, I guess, my mother going through menopause and myself going through puberty and there was a shared psychosis there and the isolation and anyway, and poverty and all sorts of stuff. Weird. Nothing weird, weird, but weird. Uh, anyway, various subclassifications of folie à has been proposed to describe how the delusional belief comes to be held by more than one person. Okay, which goes into folie impossible, where a dominant person, known as a primary inducer or principal, initially forms a delusional belief during a psychotic episode and imposes it on another person. Yeah, this is normal stuff, isn't it? I think this is a lot more out there than we would want to accept um, in relationships and ooh, it's quite spooky stuff actually I don't like this uh, with the assumption that the secondary person might have uh, not become deluded if left to their own devices that's true it's persuasion and bullying if the parties are admitted to hospital separately then the delusions in the person with the induced beliefs usually resolve without the need of medication wow there you go folie simultanee um, either the situation where two people considered to independently experience psychosis influence the content of each other's delusions so they become identical or strikingly similar. 
Wow, or one in which two people morbidly predisposed to delusional psychosis mutually triggers symptoms in each other. Oh, geez, this is creepy stuff. Type of delusions. Um, bizarre delusions, which are clearly implausible and not understood by peers within the same culture, which makes sense. Non-bizarre delusions, common among those with personality disorders. For example, what's, well, what's an example? Um, for example, unsubstantiated or unverifiable claims of being followed by the FBI and marked cars. Yes, this is what I uh, was experiencing with uh, my border a little while ago. Just uh, someone I kind of knew who came to stay and it got weird. Uh, mood congruent delusions. These correspond to a person's emotions, emotions within a given time frame, especially during an episode of mania. Or depression. For example, someone with this type of delusion may believe with certainty that they will, spend, they will win one million at the casino on a specific night, despite lacking any way to see the future or influence the probability of such an event. Sheesh. Mood neutral delusions. A false belief that isn't directly related to the person's emotional state. An example would be if a person is convinced that somebody has switched bodies with their neighbor. Oh my god, this is full on. Bio, look, I know there's a lot of people probably listening to this right now going, That's, buddy, you shouldn't be talking about this stuff, mate. It's, uh, it's, it might be old science and it might actually upset someone, uh, but it's still really interesting. Biopsychosocial effects. As with many psychiatric disorders, shared delusional disorder can negatively impact on the psychological and social aspects of a person's well. Well, of course, um, shared delusional disorder can have a profoundly negative impact on a person's quality of life. Well, of course it could. Mate, there could be good versions of that. I mean, like, you know, motivational speakers and Tony Robbins and, I don't know, even like most of the podcasts that are out there these days that are preaching, you know, how to live your life better. Wim Hof, the thing I do where I jump in the water. I mean, there might be a, a point where I you know, go too far, you know, and bloody, I freeze myself because like, I want extreme Wim Hofen. Um, social isolation contributes to the onset of the disorder. In particular, relapse is likely if returning to an isolated living situation. Yes. I mean, that's, that is a good thing is about being social and being out there and having friends outside of the people closest to you or even just acquaintances or getting out there and talking to people that aren't inside your circle. So going back to the bloke who sent me the email, don't you bloody fall into a bloody uh, folie du. Get outside your circle as well and speak to, just speak to people on public transport. I mean, not all public transport, definitely not on the train to Bendigo. I can tell you that. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, getting yourself out there and amongst people and talking is uh, definitely, definitely healthier for you than not. Anyhow, I hope you enjoyed that. What a loose podcast that was. Wowie, woo-wah. Um, and if you are in Perth, come and get the ticket and come and see the show. Tell your friends, tell your friends, tell your friends. Uh, if you know people in Perth that you think would like it, let them know. Um, and look, hey, I'll speak to you in a, in a week or so. And I love you very much. Even though I don't know you, I love you. And I love getting all your messages. Send me a voicemail because it makes me feel good. And I want to answer your questions. Anything you want. Anything you want. Anything you want. I love the deep dive suggestions. I am going to go into the um, Paraguayan Australian colonization in 1890. That is fantastically niche. So, um, yeah, look, enjoy your week. Take care of each other. Um, be, ki be kind. Be nice. Uh, stand up to bloody assholes. Bloody tell them, tell them, don't start a fight, but just, hey, okay, stop that. Stop that. 
All right. I love you very much and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.